Hey, I'm back. Um, it's Jay. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, I'm here to talk about depression today because um, it's something the Holy Spirit actually put in my heart yesterday. And I think it's going to be a two-part um, podcast. This episode will be about depression. And I believe he's going to have me talk about anxiety um, on the next podcast. Um, but I'm going to pray about that. <laughs> before I do anxiety. Um, but he already gave me what he wants me to share with you for depression. So I really hope that it um, helps somebody um, because these are going to be practical tips. I really don't like to just talk about things um, from an ethereal place and, and and speak ambiguously. I really like to try to give practical things so that people can be delivered. Um, at one point I did, well, not at one point, pretty much all of my... Um, childhood, high school, even early college, most of college, most of undergrad, I'll say. Um, well, no, even some, <laughs> even some of graduate school. Um, I fought with the, the spirit of depression um, and I dealt with depression and it was just like, I would go through months Sometimes days, sometimes weeks, sometimes it'd be months of just depression um, and sleeping all the time and not really able to break out of it. It was just like a very heaviness of, um, ugh, it was just, it was very, very difficult, very, very heavy all of the time, very, very, um, I can't even explain it. It was just very, very dark for a long time, um, to the point of where I would, I never hurt myself, but I would just envision like causing harm to myself, cutting myself or causing harm to myself. And that would bring some type of peace to me. It was just, it was very, very dark and it would, it just became a way of life. I knew that I knew when I, even though I didn't say it, I knew when I had been triggered, I knew when the, that, the depression was coming in and, and, and the ride that it takes you on, I knew it's kind of like a funk and I just couldn't get, couldn't get out of it. Couldn't figure out how to get out of it. Um, so I'm going to share with you some of the things that God showed me, um, to help me to overcome depression, um, to where it's, I'm not going to say that I don't, I don't encounter that spirit anymore, but I know exactly what to do when it comes. And even yesterday it came and I was just like, no, <laughs> we're not doing this today. So I'm really hoping that um, this will help somebody to not only feel encouraged, like there's nothing wrong with you, um, that you're dealing with this. You're not less of a person. You're not... Um, you're not all the things that the enemy might try to bring, all the shame that enemy tries to bring about mental health and stuff like that. It's none of that. Um, we're going to talk about exactly what it is, but you're not alone and there's a way out. So first things first is you want to um, identify that it's a spirit. I know that there's a lot that people, especially nowadays, Will say about mental health and depression, but as a believer, you have to renew your mind and see it um, as a spirit. Everything um, has a spiritual origin because God is spirit and he's the one who created this earth. 
um, and the life that we have. So everything has a spirit. You are a spirit um, at the root. Um, so you have to see depression as a spirit. And once you see depression as a spirit, I want you to, or to help you to see depression as a spirit, I want you to Google, um, what is it? A Lord of the Rings orc. So O-R-C, I want you to Google that because that's what the Holy Spirit gave me um, for what the spirit of depression looks like. That's probably what most demons look like, to be honest. Um, they're not pleasant to look at at all, but I, I want you to get a nice visualization of what this um, demonic spirit looks like. So that way you can see it for what it really is. So um, the first thing that you want to do is you want to begin challenging your thoughts. And you want to um, either journal them um, or you just talk them out with God. But you want to to journal the thoughts that are leading you to the, the or that are triggering you to the, the depression that are that come. And you have to kind of watch your patterns. You have to excuse me. You have to begin to take note of the thoughts that you're thinking before the depression sets in, before the, that feeling comes over you. And once you do that and you recognize what thoughts they are, then you want to begin to start to challenge those thoughts with the word of God. So for an example, uh, my depression really stemmed from a generational root of rejection that kind of trickled into my life. And God actually used rejection to keep me from certain things. So I never really saw it as him protecting me from certain things. I just saw the initial rejection. So um, maybe I didn't make uh, a thing that I tried out for. I didn't make drama team. I never saw that as him directing me towards what I should have made or the goal or the path that he wanted me on. I just saw the initial rejection of the fact that I did make it. So a lot of the depression that I faced when I was younger came around or stemmed around uh, self-worthiness. I didn't feel worthy. I never felt enough. I didn't feel pretty enough. I didn't feel skinny enough. I didn't feel um, smart enough. It, I just, I never felt enough. And so when I started to have these thoughts I had to take note of, and I actually um, saw counseling at one point, and the counselor helped me to realize that the thoughts that I were I was thinking really were um, a false perception of myself, and then I had to replace those perceptions, those thoughts, with the truth. And I chose. She didn't tell me to apply the word of God, but I chose because I was seeking God at that time to apply God's truth because God's word is true. So every time I would feel unworthy in an area or unsure of myself in an area, I would go to God and he would give me a word or he would bring me to um, a word. And I would have choose, you have to choose, it's a choice. I would choose to believe God's word over what I was feeling. So, and which can be tricky because a lot of times with the things that the enemy is saying, um, those thoughts that you're having, they will feel like it's more true or it resonates more deeply with you than what God's word says. So 
he would tell me things like, you are beautiful. And he would tell me things like, you're my masterpiece. And he would tell me things like, I'm above and not beneath. But I wouldn't believe it because it wasn't what I was feeling. I had to choose to believe, okay, despite how I feel and despite how I felt, if God says this, he's never lied to me. He's never going to lie. He never can lie. So I'm choosing to believe it despite how I feel. And you're going to have to keep doing that over time um, until eventually you will begin to feel it and then it'll be easier to believe it. So um, after you Google the Lord of the Rings orc, um, so you get a, a picture. Every time you have one of these negative thoughts um, or the, the thoughts that lead to the depression, I want you to imagine that ugly, <laughs> foul-looking thing whispering in your ear because that's essentially what's happening. Every time you have a thought um, that's leading to the depression, um, that's th- that spirit of depression, which looks similar to that Lord of the Rings orc, is whispering things or implanting things in your spirit. And not every thought you think is true. And I, God had to cause me to, to see that. I used to think that a lot of my perceptions, how I perceived things was how they really were. I used to think how I would think about things um, and the thoughts that I would think, that, that was truth. And that's not always true. You want to always take whatever you think you see in your life whatever you think or whatever you're thinking about your life or anything, any thoughts that you have, especially if they're negative, you want to always weigh them against the word of God. And you want to take them to God for him to to sort out the difference because he will. Um, But to begin to see that spirit of depression for what it really is, it's just an ugly, nasty spirit that comes and implants all of these things um, all these negative thoughts, all these negative um, memories, all these negative emotions in your spirit all day long. And after a while, you want to start getting indignant, like, no, you're ugly <laughs> and you don't have the right to be here. Like that spirit does not have, it has no right. It has no authority to be in your life and to do those things. And if you were on the street and that thing came near you, you would either start running or start punching, one or the other. You would not let that thing come near you and have any access to any parts of you. So if you wouldn't do it in the physical, don't do it in the spiritual. Don't allow that thing to have any parts of your um, your mental, your emotions, any parts of your thoughts, any parts of any parts of you. Don't allow it. So just to recap, you want to acknowledge your your thoughts, begin to to see your thoughts and examine your thoughts that are leading to the depression. You want to either journal those thoughts or just keep a record of those thoughts and take them to God and have him um, sort out and weigh them against the, the word of God. So after you do that, then you're going to rebuke the spirit. So and you can actually do both at the same time. You could do you could rebuke the spirit before you even start examining your thoughts, but it's important to do both um, and not just one or the other. So rebuke the spirit and just real simple, even yesterday when that's uh, the spirit of depression started to come, I immediately put my hands on my heart and I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus and don't give any place for it in your heart. Um, so. 
and the Holy Spirit gave me this, like, if you are clinically depressed, if you've been um, diagnosed as being clinically depressed, this does still apply to you. Um, but because it's a more intense matter, this does not mean to stop taking your medication and to do these things. You're going to take your medication and you're going to do these things. And so what the Holy Spirit told me to, to say is that if you're clinically depressed, you want to claim every time you take your medicine, you want to write like right before you take it, you just want to claim your healing and your deliverance from the spirit of infirmity and the spirit of depression. So, Lord, I thank you that I'm healed from the spirit of dep depression and I'm delivered from the spirit of infirmity and you take your, your medication and just apply all these other steps. So you're just going to rebuke the spirit and then ask God to pour um, the oil of joy over your heart. And this comes from, it's mentioned, the oil of joy is actually mentioned a few times. It's mentioned in Psalms um, 45 and 7. It's mentioned in Hebrews 1, 9 and in Isaiah 61, 3. So I, I just literally did this yesterday. I rebuked the spirit. <laughs> And I said, Lord, please. And at that point, <clears throat> because it was coming on kind of heavy and it was sudden, because I don't know, I'm pretty sure you guys feel me. Like sometimes it'll just come out of nowhere. It, it came out of nowhere. I was feeling fine the day before, woke up feeling a certain type of way. And then it just came like it was like a snowball. It was coming really, really hard. So I just I asked God for a double portion of the oil of joy and to pour it out on my heart. And, and then like immediately I started to feel um, him covering me, his peace covering me. And then that, that spirit lifted. And so of course, if you've been battling with depression for years, you may not get those immediate results. Don't give up. There's still things occurring in the spiritual. It may not, you may not receive that physical manifestation, but you rebuking that spirit, it's doing something in the spirit. You asking God to pour the oil of joy over your heart is doing something in the spiritual world. Just, just keep, keep following the steps, just work the, work the process, work the steps, right? So um, the third thing that you can do or that you should do is find where you're giving the enemy access and close the door. So this is important because if you rebuke the, um, the spirit of depression, but you are allowing any access to the to the devil anywhere else in your life, that spirit of depression is going to come back and it's going to come back even stronger. It might bring anxiety next time. It might bring the spirit of confusion next time. It might bring the spirit of suicide next time. Um, so you want to make sure after you rebuke it, you ask God to reveal to you <clears throat> what areas and what doors you're leaving open to um, the enemy. So he gave me some that he wanted me to highlight. This would include, this is not an all-inclusive list. So you do want to seek God um, for your specific situation. But these are just some, and some of these are interesting. I didn't really, I had to research them out and find out why he gave me these. But he gave me discouragement and disappointment. Um, he gave me the spirit of comparison. And just briefly, I dealt with that spirit a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a whole lot when I was on social media. Um, and I actually had to take several years off of social media just to let that go. Um, because your life is your life. And God spent a lot, a whole lot of time making your life and your story unique. So it's really a shame and it's really um, a slap in God's face to compare it to somebody else. And that's something that he had to teach me. So 
The spirit of comparison can be a door that you're leaving open. Oh, I missed one. The root of rejection. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The root of rejection, um, like I said, was how depression had an entryway into my life. It came from my family. It wasn't even um, something that started with me. There's generations, and me and my mom were talking about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. There's generations of rejection. And an example of rejection could be um, your mother or your father was not in your life. That's That could be how um, the root of rejection could be planted. Um, or your mother and your father didn't accept you um, for whatever. Maybe they didn't accept you because you weren't um, an athlete and they wanted you to be an athlete. Um, or maybe you did something like um, my gra- my grandmother had a child out of wedlock and she then was not accepted from her whole entire family. So that's where that root of rejection could have lied. There's a lot of ways for that root of rejection to occur. And it's more common in families and more common in people's lives than we think. But that is also an entryway that the enemy can use. Um, fear is another one. And we're going to talk about that because fear and worry and anxiety, they're all like cousins. So we'll talk about that. But fear is another way that the the enemy can access, have access to your life. Um, Strife is another one. Strife is like the bickering. If you like drama, (laughs) if you're always telling somebody off, um, that gives an entryway to the enemy. And it can also be how depression has an entryway into your life. Isolation, the spirit of isolation. um, Sometimes because of the root of rejection, you will acquire a spirit of isolation to where you you find a reason to isolate yourself from everybody else either you know this person you don't you don't trust them or you know you can't trust everybody so you end up being alone that spirit of isolation can come over you and then allow um, the devil to bring depression as well Um, drugs so the holy spirit gave me this one marijuana that's one of the more common drugs but really all drugs can provide an entryway, especially to the spirit of depression and anxiety, which is really, really counterintuitive because especially nowadays, people tell you to smoke marijuana and the CBD oil and all of that to combat the anxiety. (laughs) But in reality, because it is a tool of, because it belongs to the, the devil, right? So the next three that I'm going to mention, or the next four that I'm going to mention, these would be like kind of the toys of the devil, right? And if you use, you can't expect for to use the the toys of the enemy, and for him and for him to not have access to your life. So when you use his toys, he will have access to your life, um, or even if it's just a foothold, even if it's just a, a small thing, he can still have access. So. Drugs, marijuana, and any other drug. Uh, The law of attraction, which is like really, really big nowadays. So the law of attraction in horoscopes is, it comes from the spirit of an occult. It's an occult spirit. You, again, you don't want to use the things of the enemy because you'll give him access. So, and it's really, really scary because I went to an event and there were believers, women who said that they were believers, but that in the same breath said that they use this app called The Pattern or something that basically tells your whole life through horoscope. That's from the enemy. <laughs> That's not, and I, I talked about that a little bit in the last podcast. Um, That's not from 
God, that's so anyways, I don't want to get into preaching, but if you use the things of the enemy, that's leaving a a, a door, um, an open door, even a foothold. Um, even if you just do it sometimes, that's leaving a foothold for the enemy to come through. And it can bring that spirit of depression back even after you rebuke it. Um, pornography. Pornography is um, twofold because one, it leaves uh, the door open for the enemy in your life, but then it also brings the spirit of fantasy. So because pornography is under the spirit of fantasy, now you have that spirit in your life. And then if you're not in that spirit of fantasy, you can become depressed. So because the spirit of uh, fantasy, it's a withdrawal spirit. So you withdraw from reality and you enter this fantasy world. But then when you're faced with reality, sometimes you can't deal because it's, you've been exposed to to fantasy or when the things of reality don't measure up to the fantasy then you become depressed um soul ties i talked about this last time soul ties the people that you've been with sexually can enter and that thank you holy spirit that was also another way um that the depression entered into my life um was through my one of my ex-partners uh fornication and um, worry. So worry or fear. And I talked about that before. Um, the Holy Spirit also just mentioned to me um, music. So certain music. Um, and I don't really feel led to talk about marked music, M-A-R-K-E-D, marked music, but you can look it up. Um, certain music. And if you knew about uh, Lucifer and who he was in heaven, it's not a stretch to see how marked music plays a role in our lives. But there's certain music, especially, uh, I guess, quote unquote, secular music that uh, the enemy has marked and it has certain messages in it. And it also has certain spirits within the music. I know it sounds crazy, but guys, if you look it up in the Bible, it refers to the enemy as the prince of the air. So it's possible, um, like the prince of the airways, right? Music or even um, the radio. So just, um, Take all of this to the Holy Spirit. Ask him to point you in the direction of what areas or what doors you've left open to the enemy. And then ask him to give you the grace that you need to close them. So that way, when you rebuke the spirit of depression, it doesn't come back and it doesn't bring other spirits with it. All right, moving right along. So the next thing um, the Holy Spirit wanted me to talk about is putting on the garment of praise. Um, and... I, a couple of years ago, like I said, I went through cycles of depression. So I, I believe God just gave me grace previously to overcome. So like as a child, I had depression, especially as a teenager, the, oof, that those were dark days. Um, and he just kind of, he delivered me from it. I, want, I don't want to say delivered, but he would bring me out of that depression, even though it would come back, it was just like, I didn't, I didn't really have the tools to bring myself out or to, to fight it at that time. I didn't know how. So after graduate school, God really started to, to grow me and to show me like, okay, this is where this is coming from. These are the stems. These are the roots. You need to do this. You need to do that. And this is how you fight it. So this is one of the things that God um, exposed me to was putting on the garment of praise. And I actually learned this while I was fighting a spirit of heaviness. And the spirit of heaviness is no 
joke. The spirit of heaviness is sometimes referred to as a spirit of depression. It's not the same thing, but they can come together. They can be present in your life together. And the way that I can describe the spirit of heaviness um, is also from the Lord of the Rings. I love that movie, but it's also from the Lord of the Rings. And um, there's a part in the last one. I don't know if there's anybody else that's as dorky as I am, but in the last movie, the last, um, The Return of the King, um, Aragorn is fighting this huge, huge, um, beastly looking monster thing. And he's big, like he's like 10 times bigger than this man. And he puts his foot on him. Like he has him on the ground and then he puts his whole foot on him and puts his weight on it. That's pretty much what the spirit of heaviness feels like. Like when I encountered that spirit a couple of years ago, I couldn't really explain it. Like I was trying to tell my mom, I'm like, I don't, I can't. Like she was like, well, you need to fight this. I'm like, look, I cannot, I can't. Like you feel like you can't move. It's just like getting out of bed is a weight and, and getting dressed is a weight. Being like, I would literally go to work and just be fighting back tears just, just for being at work. Like nothing was stressful. I mean, I work with kids, but it wasn't anything like crazy I wasn't fighting a war in combat but it was just like it was so heavy so um just as a caveat I would definitely find a trust buddy somebody that you trust um to help you fight that spirit of heaviness alone because it's it's no joke it is no joke and there's nothing wrong with you um if you're dealing with that spirit of heaviness it's nothing wrong with you it's everything wrong with that spirit that's over you that has no right over you um, so don't bear any of that shame. If you can't get out of bed because the spirit is of spirit of heaviness is over you, feel no shame about that. That that comes from the enemy, regardless. Go to God, find a trust buddy, somebody that you can talk to and tell them about, and that that will pray over you specifically and against the spirit when you can't do it. But there's no shame in that, um, which is something that I kind of felt for a little bit, but. Trust me, that spirit is sent to like suck the life out of you to either where you give up on life or you just you give up on your purpose. Either way, the enemy is a liar. It's not going to happen and you're going to stay in the fight. And even if you want me to be a trust buddy for you, you can always reach out to me and I'll give you my email at the end of this Um, because the spirit of heaviness is it is no joke. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um. And sorry, so to go back <laughs> to um, the point that I was making before. So the only way to overcome the spirit of heavy, heaviness and I'm going to throw in there the spirit of depression is to put on the garment of praise. And that comes from Isaiah 61 three. So um, the Holy Spirit would tell me to do this. He gave me this scripture while I was going through the spirit of heaviness. And my first thought was like, I don't really feel like praising right now. No disrespect, God. But the way I'm feeling right now, it doesn't really feel crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not really happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm borderline feel like I'm about to die. And you're talking about praising. Um, so this is what he gave me. Um, you, you're going to want to ask God to give you grace to practice John 4.24, which is to, to worship God in spirit and truth. And what God had revealed to me was that there's a point in your life or there's times in your life, seasons in your life when you praise God because he's done good things for you. And that's cool. And that's when you get like that emotion, that spirit of um, 
to praise. You have that, you know, that there's just a time where like God blesses you or something and you just have a spirit of praise. You're just like, whoo, God is so good. Right. And then there's times where you don't have that spirit of praise, but you worship him because of the truth that he is worthy, that the truth that that's what you were created to do before you got a job, before you had any other name or title, you were created to worship and ask God to give you grace to be able to worship. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. There will be some times where that worship that I would give God <laughs> would be dry. It'd be like, oh, yes, God, you're worthy. You're awesome. Praise you. But it's something, and it's something that you have to do to lift that spirit of heaviness off of you. It's something that you have to do. It's actually you fighting back in the spirit. If you can see yourself with a sword, every time you praise God, you're waving that sword and you're pushing that enemy back. So as you, um, as God continues to give you revelation and grace to understand what praise does for you in that time of when you're under attack from depression or heavy, or the spirit of heaviness, just keep and there'd be sometimes where I couldn't do it um, while I was awake. I would just have to put praise music on while I was asleep. Anything you can do, anything that you can do to resist the spirit, you're going to keep making the strides, right? Sometimes it's an overnight victory, and sometimes it's a warring victory. That's the importance of having somebody with you to fight. Um, but you can, you can do this. You can win. And, and putting, to be honest, when I started to praise God in spite of how I was feeling, that's where I really started to see things manifest. Because if you can break through how you feel and still praise God because he's worthy, even when he hasn't shown you anything good in your life in a while outside of waking you up, if you can pass that and see God, if you just see him, for who he is and who he made you to be. You are still his creation. The Everything below the sky still belongs to him, whether you're dealing with this situation or not. Like he is still in control. Low key, he is still king and we are still his servant. So even though he doesn't require us to praise, it is our our duty to praise him. And once you do it and get in the habit of doing it, it breaks that thing off of you. I cannot tell you. I remember I was driving to work one day, giving God praise, giving God praise. Um, still had that spirit of heaviness over over me, and I was praising God. Um, I don't even remember what song I was singing, but I was singing, and the and it and the spirit a uh, spirit of heaviness broke off of me, and it was just like you know when you see a bird that's in a cage and you then they finally open that door and that thing and that that bird just fly like just woo like lifts up out the the box that's what it felt like like it felt like my spirit had just like just come out like it just it was such a relief it was such like I can't even I know I'm describing things I'm saying I can't put into words but I cannot even words cannot explain that feeling of when that spirit broke up off of me so I'm not saying this because this is something that sounds good. I'm telling you because this is what I did. It works. It's not easy, but it will work. Um, and the last thing that you can do is you can exercise um, just scientifically. Endorphins are released when you exercise. 
And you can also just get closer to God when you exercise, when you use your body the way in a way that glorifies God. Um, or even do praise worship and tie in both putting on the garment of praise. You can worship God in praise um, by dancing. So um, I hope that that helps someone. Um, again, if you're looking for someone to talk to, um, somebody to stand with you and fight with you, maybe you're dealing with that spirit of heaviness and you don't have anybody else that will pray over you um, and fight with you through this, you can always email me. My email is jusj9999 at gmail.com. I hope that you guys are blessed. I am going to try, really, really try to get back on here, hopefully within the next week and talk about anxiety. But again, I have to wait until the Holy Spirit releases me to do so. I'm really excited. Um, Because I really feel like this came from the Holy Spirit. And I just, I can't wait to hear the testimonies of people overcoming depression um, and mental illness. Oh, this is going to be so great. So, until then, I pray that God keeps you and that he watches over you. And be blessed. Thank you for listening. Bye.